the self became an identity, the self became a group activity, the self became a mentality, a personality. Any moment the self is not about taqwa, for taqwa, lit taqwa, then loses its hakikat, it loses its reality. Initially, many people, they begin the journey because they understand, because they want taqwa. They originally begin journey, take a shaykh, start zikr, for this reason. I need to leave sin, I need to get these proper <coughs> need to leave sin, get proper amal on deen. Means taqwa. But somewhere along the road, they get lost. Like we explained in Juma, that that initial motivation that any person had when they first gave bea or they first did zikr or they first even thought of tasawwuf, that initial motivation of taqwa, that has to be the same motivation throughout. If you do it for barakah, if you do it for mashfara, if you do it for serving meals or hosting or traveling, has to be done for taqwa. Has to be done for taqwa. This was one of the great things of the ulama Duban. They had ilm, they had amal, they were doing khidmat of deen, but they wanted to get more taqwa. That's the reason they joined the sof. They didn't join the sof for any other reason. They didn't join the sof because it was a fad. In fact, Maybe the fact that it was a fad was keeping them a little bit distant. <laughs> there were many things going on in India at that time that kept them a little bit hesitant about the soul. If they looked at it from any other perspective, identity, mentality, personality, group, but they went for it for the right reason. Allah <laughs> Akbar. Then Allah Ta'ala made them not just great ulama, but muttaqeen, salihin, zakirin, awliya ulama. <laughs> And that's why their work of deen spread in so many different branches all over the world. Whether it's Tablik, whether Madaris, whether Makatib, whether Mashaikh and Khankas, it is because of that core attribute of taqwa. Core attribute of taqwa. to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he deserves to be feared to be aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as one should be aware of him to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he should be loved to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he should be worshipped this is taqwa one of the core methods is to do your daily zikr for taqwa a different way. If you're doing the zikr for sawab, then yes, it's nafil. You don't always have to do it. <laughs> so if you do zikr for sawab, some days you will do it, some days you will leave it. If you do zikr for barkat, on those days you're having a tough time, you'll do all your athkar. <laughs> in those days everything is going just fine in life, you'll skip your athkar. Sounds familiar? <laughs> if you're doing zikr out of identity, so that day and maybe one, two days after you meet your shaykh, you'll do the zikr. And if you don't see the shaykh for a few months, you won't do the zikr. 
If you have any other reason for doing it, you won't be able to do it regularly. <laughs> you're doing it for thawab, you're doing it for barakah, you're doing it for identity, you're doing it as wazifa against magic, you're doing it for Allahu Alam, so many reasons. You won't be able to do it. Yes, you're doing it for tazkiyah and for taqwa, you'll do it every day. <laughs> every day you'll do it. Every day you will feel the need to do it. Mm. Every day you will feel the benefit from doing it. It's a different way of doing zikr. Alhamdulillah, there are still, alhamdulillah, still many people who make their zikr every day. They allow the Quran every day, istighfar every day, salawat, dhuqshif every day. Tahleel la ilaha illallah every day Tasbih subhanallah every day Zikr ismizad, zikr kalbi Allah Allah every day Maybe even more azkar, more duas every day Taqwa So it means a person has to feel the need for taqwa Need for taqwa This is what's missing the real Sufi was the person who had need for more taqwa. <coughs> Even Salah pray for taqwa. Inna salata tanha al-fahshai wal-munkar Allah Ta'ala said in Quran that indeed the Salah prevents a person from doing shameless immodest acts and from doing munkar. But you have to pray your salah to get get that. You have to intend that from your salah. If you just intend sawab, or you just intend ada-i-fard, just to fulfill the responsibility, to discharge the duty, then you will just discharge the duty. That's it. No doubt there are many, many things that different Mashaikh use to guide people. But ultimately, all of that is just to facilitate your own individual amal of zikr to get taqwa. Any group zikr, group mudzas, group bayan, suhba, tawajjo, hmm? dua, all of that is just facilitators. Hmm? Facilitators to put a person on track so that they make their own adhkar. So even in Juma we were telling that a person has to make ibadat. So then imagine for a seeker of tazkiyah, seeker of taqwa, how important it is for him to make his own ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the real reason why people like Umrah and they like Itikaf. It's not because of the place only, or the Sheikh only, or the month only. You remember those days fondly because those were days when you actually did well in your Ibadah. Alhamdulillah, maybe we needed that facilitator. That we had to leave our job, leave everything and go to Makkah, Makkah, Madinah, Munawrah 
and be totally freed up for ibadah. We had to go into itikaf in the masjid to free ourselves up for ibadah. But the asal thing was the ibadah. That was the asal. And if a person could retain some of that, or maintain some of that, even outside Ramadan, outside Haraman Sharifin, they would still feel it. Many times people think that when it comes to taqwa, the battle is between ibadah and sin. I'm to show you it comes one step before. The battle is between ibadah and ghafla. It's the first battle. First battle will be that, between ibadah and ghafla. So if you were to, like let's say, I mean I don't do that, but let's say I had a board. So I would write, okay, you spent one hour. Maybe in that one hour you watched YouTube. Random, not even filth, just YouTube. Foolish stuff, like the dolphin jumping through the... Whatever. Whatever came up, you know. Infotainment, and that's what they call it. Infotainment, edutainment. Nature documentary, whatever you want to call it. Take it? All right. Or the many such ways people spend their hour. You spent one hour reading the news. You spent one hour doing things. Okay, now I want you to think, what could you have done with that one hour? If you work, let's say you are somebody who works. You could have worked an extra hour, earned 10, 15, 20 pounds, however much you make, and that could have fed one poor Syrian child 10 meals. Think like that. <laughs> you think it's your time, right? It's my free time, so I can just waste it. It wasn't your free time. You can't just waste it. You could have recited one hour of Qur'an al-Karim. You could have been a khidmat to someone for one hour. You could have read some sirat for one hour. You could have learned something about your deen for one hour. Think about so many things you could have done in that one hour. Then think about so many different ways you spend the one hour. Ghaflat. In being engaged in ghaflat is the number one reason why people don't do about it. It's not sin. In fact, you'll be amazed. There's some people who sin, they still do about it. Because they have sinned, they feel remorse, they feel shame, they feel regret. They do a bother to wipe away the effect of the sin. Sometimes it starts with this battle between ghaflat and ibadat. Ghaflat and ibadat. Then a person gets sidetracked. Not because of sin, they get sidetracked because of ghaflat. Then they get confused. They don't know I can make the zikr Can I make this ibadah? Is this path for me? Is it working for me? <laughs> Meanwhile, keep, and they continue the reflet. Meanwhile, they're still surfing, still reading novels, still reading magazines, still doing all of the reflet. It's very simple. The path will only work if you leave the reflet and you give that time to Ibadat. That's it. It's a one sentence answer. If you don't leave the reflet, and give that time to ibadat, there's no path. And there's a circuit, where you will sometimes leave it, sometimes not, sometimes leave it, sometimes not. That's still better than nothing. That's still better than nothing. Ibadat versus kaflat. So it's not just enough to be assigned Mamulat or Adhkar, be instructed in Mamulat and Adhkar, you have to want to do it. 
Nobody can make you do it. Just like, you know, like parents have a rebellious teenager, they don't know how to make them pray Salah. Hmm? But it's the same thing. <laughs> the rebellious murid, you don't know how to make him make zikr and ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa It was out of all of Sheikh Rashid Ali Tan Ramta's Khulafa, there was one who came to the Patani of Pakistan, which we call Kipi Kina. Hazrat Mohan Fakir Muhammad Sam Ramtani. So Hazrat Mohan Fakir Muhammad Sam Ramtani, towards the end of his life, he stopped taking bear from ulama. Anybody would come to him and say, I want to have a Sahi Taluk bear. You ask, Are you Alam? <laughs> he said, Yes. Sir. So people were. Amazed, <coughs> somebody asked the husband if somebody said they're alim, you don't take his bear. So he said, I'm an old man, and now it's been 30, 40 years, the Jarba getting my experience that the ulama today don't make zikr. And I'm too old now to push them to do it. Lord, what? <laughs> and the reason I'm telling you the story is that what he was saying, he realized that somebody is not going to take out the time to do the ibadat and zikr, they're not going to be able to succeed on this path. This is, you know, 40, 50 years ago. And this was for the ulama of that time. And they must have been sincere ulama that they're coming to a shaykh and asking to give bear. Hmm? <coughs> And I've seen so many mashayikh, they try to make it easier for me and you, for us. Okay, do this much, okay, do less. Oh, you can't do, okay, do even less. Allah Akbar. They keep reducing it, reducing it, reducing it, reducing it. Allah hmm? Akbar. So I tried that. <laughs> I tried that on some fellows. Hmm? I said, okay, do it half. Okay, instead of 100, do it 50. Okay, do it ten. I even tried that recently. Then I realized it's a, actually it's a question of whether you, it's not about the number. It's about the will. If you will to do it, you actually sit down to do it, it's very easy to do hundred. If you actually want to do it, it's very hard to stop yourself at hundred. That's the Hakikud of Zikr. If you really want to recite Quran, it's going to be hard to stop yourself at Hafajas. If you don't want to recite Quran, I'll tell you to just do one Raku a day, you won't be able to do it. Nail belts. <coughs> yes, and then I saw some Mashaikh. They tried to train students in some type of technique, or even you could call tactic, hmm? to make them do zikr. So, for example, you must sit from Fajr to Ishraq, or you must sit every day from Asr to Maghrib, or you must sit from Maghrib to Isha. Hmm? That I haven't tried in any of you yet. Hmm? But you should come up with some technique, some tactic yourself, to, so that you have a mamul of zikr. Hazrat Malkam Nazaman Sab sits every day from Fajr to Ishraq. Then he sits again after Dhuhr. Then he sits again after Maghrib. He sits three times a day for Zikr. It doesn't matter who's there. 
doesn't matter who's visiting. Anybody visiting, huge ulama are visiting, they can visit. He doesn't leave these three times of zikr. No, no. He never tells anybody to do that. I've never seen him, but I observed that. But it's not that he's never told anybody that they should do that. In other words, you should observe the zakirin. How is it that they're able to be regular? They make a mamul out of it. And many ulama mashaykh, it comes about them that at this particular time of day they used to do this. At this particular time they made a schedule basically. Today what you would call scheduling, planning, daily planning. You have to do the same thing for yourself. It's not even so much the zikr itself, it's the need to do zikr, the fondness of doing zikr, the attachment to zikr that brings a person closer to Allah subhanahu wa the inability to leave it, that brings a person closer to Allah subhanahu wa The missing it, if for some reason you were too busy or sick or traveling, whatever, that you skipped it, that brings a person closer to Allah subhanahu wa In other words, maybe a person recites Surah Kahf for 99 Fridays, but on Friday number 100, for some reason, maybe sickness, travel, wedding, whatever, he couldn't recite it. But the sadness he feels that day for not reciting it brings him closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he would have never felt that sadness if he hadn't recited it nine nine Fridays in the past. <laughs> to make the zikr ibadat regular for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, Surah Kaf is longer ibadat. Even just seven times, subhanAllah, after Fajr Salah. Subhanallah wa bihamdi, subhanAllah al-Azim, subhanAllah adad al-Khalqi, wa rida al-Nafsi, wa zinat al-Arshihi, wa midad al-Kalimati. Hmm? Different words and different hadith. This is one of them. Just seven times after Fajr. We become regular on that. So that you never miss it. You feel you need it. Even if for some reason you miss Fajr Salah itself, when you make Qaza of Fajr, you also make Qaza of the Zikr. You have to be attached to your Zikr card like that. You will see, mashallah, some people, so this Zikr of 33 times SubhanAllah, 33 times Alhamdulillah, 34 times Allahu Akbar, after Fajr Salah, whether you do it right after the Fajr or after the Sunnahs, that's also nafat. It's sunnah al-ghayr muqaddah. It's actually purely nafat. It's from the sunnah, sabit bin al-sunnah, but it's hukm al-shari'i. This is nafat. But you'll find many people, alhamdulillah, because they were trained as children to do that, they do this, they do that very regularly. They can't miss it. If for some reason they have to get up right after salah, they'll do it while walking or while driving. One way or the other, that's called zakat. That type of attachment and closeness and need and istikamat on the zikr. I once saw with my own eyes Mufti Taki Usman Aysab on Friday in Medina Manawara walking to a meeting 
from masjid to the hotel room, reading Surah Kahf with a small little musafir, maybe it was just the Surah, while walking in Medina Manara streets. It must be whatever it was, he had to go somewhere, but he couldn't miss it. So he started reading it like that. This is before the cell phone days. This is 2002, 2003, 2004, I can't remember. Attachment to the Zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After Maghrib, he likes to make Zikr of Allah subhanahu 1,000 times, Zikr Kalbi. So somebody came and Torsa, you know. So I could tell my husband wanted to make the zikr, but there was a person also. But Hazrat Sineorata Hamara Torasa Zikr Kamamul Eswat. The person just had to wait. But what I observed was he couldn't leave it. <laughs> It wasn't, he, he couldn't, he wanted to do, he would, he initially, I could, but this is my own, and I, Allah, but my reading was initially he was trying to have hikmat and thinking, okay, let me talk to the person, maybe I'll talk to them first. But once he he just couldn't do it. He couldn't do it, so he basically then had to tell him, Allah, that's called zikr. That's called zikr. That type of zikr is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you may not be able to get it with something very large, but you can start with something. I told you, I think, on one of the last majalis of this brother in Cape Town who he walked in in the masjid, and because they're Shafi, so in Shafi here they also believe the heat of masjid is. They don't think it's further wajib, but they put a lot of emphasis on it. So he walked in. He, I don't know what to do. I could see. I was watching him. He wanted to pray to Rakat as soon as he entered the masjid. But beyond already started, he wanted to join the beyond. So he stood there in a bit of an indecision. Alhamdulillah, he chose to pray to the masjid. He went to the corner, prayed to Rakat, and then he came for beyond. That's called zikr. That's called zikrullah. That you're so attached to it that you need it. That type of zikr brings a person to core. That type of zikr keeps a person away from sin. That type of zikr is more attractive than ghafla. That type of zikr is more attractive than surfing the internet. And until you can learn to do zikr like that, you will always find surfing more attractive. You will find sleeping more attractive. You will find eating more attractive. You will find novels more attractive. You will find chatting with another more attractive. You will find shopping more attractive. Some of what, some of these things you will find it more attractive until you learn how to make zikr like that. And when you learn how to make zikr like that, even an alam wants to talk to you, you won't find it attractive. Like, you have to do your zikr first, talk to alam later. <coughs> That's called zikr. 99% of that is up to you. Yes, mashra, that's hard. You can't do that, you have to do that. <laughs> Dumb, dumb, movie maker, not dumb. Take it. But becoming regular and fond and attached in your zikr is 99% your job. So you should try to become 
and you should have some shock, zok. You should try to have your own passion in Zakrullah. So I'll say a few things new and some things I've said to you before. So for example, take a book. So here, because it's London, so Kitab al-Adkar by Imam al-Nawir Fairly thick. No problem. You people have plenty of time. Plenty of time. It's in Arabic. It's in Urdu. And been translated and published in English here in London by Turath Publisher or Publishing. Hmm? You should get it and you should read it once. You have to read it more than once. Read it once with a little pencil and whatever zikr and dua you like, make a note of it. And then after that, just make the zikr du'as that you like. No problem. I won't tell you which one to do. Whichever one you feel fondness for, attachment to, attraction for, you feel the need to do it. So you should have some habit like that also. Fine, there's one set of zikr your shaykh instructs you to do. There should also be one set of zikr that you read about in the books of the sunnah. And you yourself search out and find and select for yourself to do. So from the Sunnah Adhkar and Sunnah Duas, this is a good book. Smaller one, Munajati Makbu, also available in Arabic, Urdu and English. Even smaller one, Mukhtasar Hizbul Azam, now published also by Lester Idea. Hmm? It doesn't get much smaller than that. <laughs> That's the size of my hand, and maybe 30 pages. That's it. Booklet, small pocket booklet. Pick one book, go through the whole book once and circle some adhkar, some du'as that you're going to do. Pick some nafil salah. Maybe it can be awabin. Maybe it's tahiyatul masjid. Maybe it's ishaq or chast. Maybe it's tahajjud. Maybe it's istikhara. Maybe salatul hajjah. Maybe salatul tomba. Maybe two nafil after dhuhr salah. Pick one at least nafil that you become addicted to. Pick some fast. Maybe it's 13th, maybe it's 14th, maybe it's 15th, maybe it's at least one Monday a month, at least one Thursday a month. Pick at least something that you are regular and addicted to. So that you start feeling the need for it and you're unable to miss it. That will be sickness. And whenever you write, you see, you have to write zikr, you can think of it like this. <coughs> with permanent marker in your schedule. Then the ghafzat can't reach it. And if you write it with the lead pencil, we call it kachi pencil. In Urdu they call it kachi pencil. It means it's uh, raw pencil. I mean, it's very, it's very easy to erase it. Hmm? The ghafzat will erase it all easily. Hmm? This is as we have permanent marker, ghafzat, <laughs> and lead pencil zikr. Yeah, daily YouTube and daily email and daily all permanent marker. Cannot erase it. Cannot erase it. And zikr, light pencil. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not there. Even if it's there, it's easily erased. Easily erased. When you make the change, then you will see the benefit of the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't focus on quantity. Focus on quality. First, and then add as much quantity as you want afterwards. Maybe <coughs> write as many lines as you can with the permanent marker. You need some strength to do that. 
and your strength fails you, then pick up the pencil and keep writing as long as you can. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Maybe even within it, that's it would be like that. <coughs> Maybe you will make near to recite just the five hundred times. Maybe twelve, thirteen of them will be permanent marker, and the other eighty-six, seven will be catchy pencil, lead pencil. Hmm? Maybe you start out salah like that. How long will you last? Maybe you will last through one fatah. Maybe you will last one rakah. Before you know it, then again it will become automatic routine mechanics. No problem. You have to finish the salah also. Hmm? This is a good metaphor for you. New idea I had. Huh? Start with permanent marker. It's heavy. And when your hand gets tired, then okay, put it down, pick up the pencil and write as much as you can. And then, don't ever touch the eraser. Huh? Also, you should think like that. The more katcha your zikr is, the more devastating ghaflat will be for you. The more harmful ghaflat will be. Some people we've seen, they do one night of ghaflat. One night. They can't make zikr for three, four days afterwards. few days they can't make zikr. They have no desire to make zikr. They watch one movie, they're gone for one week. Finished. It's a struggle for them just to pray their first salah. Finished. So if you know this about yourself, then you should think. How, it's your choice how important zikr is for you. You can't have it both ways. No, I want to be strong, but at the same time, I'm weak. Hmm. It's impossible. Too much of a flood. So the first battle is between ibadat and ghaflat. <clears throat> the person who loses this first battle, they will end up in the second battle, which is ibadat versus sin. They will end up in the second battle. will be okay. <coughs> Starts with ghaflat and then it moves to sin. And then when they sin, oh, then it's very difficult to make zikr of al after that. Very difficult. And then, the person who's been in this path longer, they get angry. Instead of feeling more shame, you have more shame the first time you do the sin. You have more shame and remorse the first time the sin affects your zikr. But the tenth time it happens, the hundredth time it happens, ajeeb, nafs. Instead of having shame, you get angry and frustrated. You get upset at, about it, upset at zikr. Forget it. What was the point? Why did I spend so much time on that? If I was just going to lose it all just because of one sin. And you get angry. <laughs> With the frustration, vexation, irritability. Allah Akbar. When you lose the battle between ibadat and sin. Even more harder to pick yourself up. Even more hard it becomes to pick yourself out. And meanwhile, the other person who had focused on a few things but stuck to them and he stayed away from Raflat, not angry. Not angry. Mm. Anger, frustration, grudges, grievances, then if you let this build up, then you'll be angry at even innocent people. 
even your wife, your husband, your parents, your children, <laughs> and you won't leave anybody. You'll just be in a bad mood all the time. I've started out supposedly as a Sufi who is going to get taqwa, zikr, adab, and akhlaq and ended up in what? In ghaflat and sin and leaving zikr and angry with others. So this ghaflat comes at a very big cost. Very big cost. One thing about avoiding ghaflat, you have to pretty much avoid it 100%. Tizias. You would have seen that if sometimes you went somewhere and you didn't have internet at all, or you were so busy maybe studying, so you didn't check news at all. You will see for those few days you were totally fine. And then when you came back from that journey or you finished the exam, you started checking a little bit, but just a little bit. <laughs> Start checking, reading, <coughs> opens up. Hmm? Opens up. So a person gets trapped either from dunya or from their nafs. So when they get trapped from their nafs, they have to do two things. The first is they have to, but not even first, they have to do two things. One is to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They do a whole bayan on this. And second, they must have hope in Allah Ta'ala's mercy. La taqnatu Hope in Allah Ta'ala's mercy. Both things, simultaneously. If you feel that I can't fear anymore, I don't have the feeling of fear anymore, then you should have hope in Allah Ta'ala's mercy. You will always be able to do one of these two things. This is the hidayah of Allah Ta'ala for the people of Iman. There's also mistakes some people make. They get frustrated because why they do the sin and they know they should have felt afraid. So, okay, after doing the sin, they try to feel afraid. They still can't feel afraid. They get frustrated. They get angry. So, okay, if there's ever a situation in your life like that, that you cannot feel fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though you should, at that point, try to feel hope in Allah Ta'ala's mercy. Think, yes, Allah Ta'ala's mercy is like that. He can even forgive the fearless sinner. Yes? That's why His mercy is there. The sinner who is fearful, he will get ghufran, meaning the maghfir of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. And the sinner who is fearless, he will hope for the rahmah of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. This is also one of the different tafsirs, the free of so asking for maghfirah, asking for rahmah. Maghfirah when I fear you and I need your rahmah when I'm so hard-hearted I don't even fear you anymore. Then I need your mercy. <coughs> so both ways are on us. Both ways. And this is what shaitan, he, he tries to do both things on a person. Once shaitan makes a person fearless and hopeless, he finished. 
It's not just the fearless. The hope and the hope part is easier. <laughs> hope and the mercy of Allah Subhanahu You just even have to use that ayah. So what I was saying in Jummah, you should have some ayahs. So I give you one one ayah. So for fear of Allah Taala, man khafa makamar bihi wa nafsa an hawa, and for hope in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, that nothing but rahmatullah. I'm giving you just even the words and even the full ayah. Hmm? And for dunya, and sometimes Allah Ta'ala tests somebody in dunya. Hmm? So you must have sabr, number one. So for that you can remember ayah, Inna Allah ma'as-sabirin. Inna Allah ma'as-sabirin. And that's the biggest incentive to do sabr. That's even more than saying if you do sabr, the situation will be taken care of. Hmm? There's no mention of that in this ayah. But if you do sabr, everything will be fine. We talk to that to people when we counsel them that just be patient, everything will be fine. Allah is not saying be patient, everything will be fine. He's saying be patient, I will be with you. Allah Akbar. It's a different way of talking. Inna Allah ma'asabirin. La tahzan inna Allah ma'ana. This is what Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa He didn't say have sabr, Allah will take care of it. Allah will make it fine. This is Allah is with us. The ma'iyat of Allah ta'ala. Inna Allah ma'asabir. Ma'a. Ma'iyat. Same words Nabi Akram Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to say in Abu Bakr Siddiq with that one in the cave in the journey of Hijrah. It's Quran. Same words. Whenever you have a problem in dunya, you should have sabr. Why? Because you will get the mayat of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The mayat of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is on the high maqamat of zikr. Huh? That's called mayat of Bari Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala giving you that just by having sabr. <laughs> just by having sabr. <coughs> then when you have sabr, tawakkul. Man yatawakkul anallahi fahuwa hasbu. Whomsoever places all of their trust and reliance and dependence on Allah SWT, fahuwa hasbuhu Allah alone, fahuwa, and He and He alone will be absolutely, entirely sufficient for them. Sabr and tawakkul. Sabr and tawakkul. And third thing, so for nafs there were two things, fear and hope. For dunya, you need three things. Sabr, tawakkul and zuhud. Zuhud means you also detach yourself from that dunya. Every time it stings you, it hurts you, it betrays you. Some istighna, hmm? some detachment, some... Hmm, and you're free of need of dunya. Trim the dependence of your heart on that dunya that has betrayed you, <coughs> hurt you. Sometimes ghaflat is due to ghaflat and sin. Is due to nafs. And sometimes ghaflat and sin is due to dunya. So we gave you two, three ways for each one. So you can better fight the battle that I told you. Ibadat versus ghaflat. And second battle was ibadat versus sin. So for these things, yes, beyond can help you on fear. Beyond can help you on hope. Beyond can help you on sabr. Beyond can help you on tawakkul. Beyond can help you in Zuhud. But if you want to be helped, if you want to be helped, 
then another thing is that whatever zikr you make whatever dua you make try sometimes you may not be able to do this all the time but sometimes especially when you have a little bit of time try to do that zikr in your own way in your own words at the end so for example you recite hundred times let's say Okay. That's basically far from the sunnah. You recite it a hundred times. When you're done with a hundred times, in your own words, beg Allah's forgiveness. Whatever you are. Just even you might just you may not be able to say too much. You may be say one line. <coughs> Allah, I'm sorry. Allah forgive me. Allah with the barakah of the sunnah istighfar, forgive me for my sins. Allah, I only recited this sunnah istighfar so that you could send your mercy on me. Or you may even talk about some particular sin to Allah Ta'ala. Now, normally you didn't have the strength to talk like that. But you should use the power of the zikr to talk to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. To make dua to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Same thing with salawat. So maybe you recite some Rushifah Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Maybe Muqtasar Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Okay, chill. You recite that hundred times. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. At the end, talk. You've been talking to Ya Allah, mere nabiya kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, per kuroor, arab apne rahman nazo shurma. Aap apne shan, apne pasan ke asab se, apne rahmatin barakatun per nazo shurma. Say a couple of words. Like you sign, you know, you add a couple of lines. The olden days, up to ye zaman fatame. People used to buy cards, hmm? reading cards, and something was already printed on it. But if they wanted to give it the personal touch, they would write one or two lines themselves. And if it was impersonal, they would just sign it. Tuck. Hmm? Right? If a person didn't care about it, just buy the card and sign it and give it. If it's a person they cared about, buy the card, write a couple of lines yourself in your own handwriting, and then sign it. But just things like that about your zikr. If you're Talib of Maghfirah, you will make the Sunnah istighfar, then you will write a couple of lines to Allah Ta'ala, yourself, asking forgiveness, and then you will sign it and present it to Allah Ta'ala. If you're Ashik Rasul, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you will recite the Salawat, and then you will add a couple of lines yourself, <laughs> and sign it and send it to Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You make another example, you make Musnoon Dua, Maybe let's say you make the dua of istikhara. Okay, fine, you made the, you read the sunnah of Fals. Then you have to talk to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, I'm begging you, please guide me in this decision. Or if you're one of those people, Ya Allah, remove me from, remove from me all my indecision. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala, don't let me second guess. Or just talk to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Because you've opened up the topic. <laughs> With the barakah of the sunnah, athkar, and duas, you've opened up a talk with, with Allah Ta'ala. You're asking for guidance and decision. Talk as much as you can. <coughs> then you will, if you do this, you will find practically, you will now become more attached to that zikr. When you add a couple of your own lines at the end, not adding in the sense that you're not doing can't change the sunnah dua, the sunnah dua is the khala. It's not adding to that, changing to that, right? But when you put your own heart and words and feelings into it, then you will become more personally attached to that dua of You will become more personally attached to that istikfar. 
you'll become more personally attached to that salawat. And then you will feel the need to do it. You will want to do it. You will have to do it. Another example. Sometimes if there is something that you are trying to do a particular number, once you're done with the number, just keep doing it without keeping track of number. So let's say you try, like we told you once before as well, you make 1,000 times the could of Allah's name. Or maybe you can say you make it 10-15 minutes. Okay, maybe you feel you're done. You reach 1,000 times or you can feel roughly, okay, I've sat for 10-15 minutes. Okay, add a little more. Hmm? Like the women, they love this. They, women love this story that you should add a little bit of, a little cup of water in case. you Then they make all types of niyah. Huh? Allah Akbar. Why? They made no niyah in the gulf. They put the meat, they put all the stuff in, they made zero niyah. But they add one teaspoon of water, they make niyah. Musafir comes, mujahid comes, <laughs> here comes. Huh? I will make niyah that this extra is for them. Allah one teaspoon of water. Hmm? That's it? Hmm? So like that, you do, see how long you can go? You do some without, not just for the number. <coughs> not always only doing ra'ayat adad, it's called in Arabic. But I'm always just keeping track of the number. You have to personalize the zikr to get attached to it. Then what happens is when you personalize it, you'll become attached to the zikr. Later there will come a stage when you won't need to personalize it. How can I explain? So let's say those sentences you added, uh, seeking Allah's forgiveness <coughs> after you made hundred times, Once you get in the habit of that, then eventually you will feel those feelings in each of those hundred times. You say, And you won't even feel the need to add it afterwards. It will all be embedded in the sunnah zikr. The feeling of istighfar, the feeling of seeking Allah's forgiveness will become embedded. All the things you may say after du'a istikhara, if you start doing that regularly, eventually you can let go of it. Because all of that will now become part of the way you feel when you make the sunnah du'a, just the sunnah alfaz of the sunnah du'a of istikhara. Like the great ulama of none of us are anywhere near that level, but the great ulama of tafsir, when they used to do tilawat of Qur'an, so in the road tafsir, they wrote many extra sentences, right? But then when they did that, that's it, when they would make tilawat, they just used the lines of Qur'an and all of those meanings were coming. Once they wrote the tafsir, not every time, once you teach tafsir, it also happens. Once you teach tafsir of a surah, next time you recite the surah, all of that comes in your heart and mind. You don't have to teach it, you don't have to say it. That it become part of the recitation. Chalo, anyway, that's an example we can give you. that you can appreciate this example as well. Maybe a jeep cheese. Chalo, if it's not that tafsir, you taught that tafsir that you learned, becomes part of that tilawat. This is called ilm. Then the hafiz will totally change. <laughs> then the hafiz will nobody have to tell him that oh, do your manzil and sabki and uh, and loves it, <laughs> enjoys it. That's called zikr. 
Zikr is that which you do personally with a passion, with your own heart, with your own feeling. That you put yourself into that ibadah. That's called zikr. You have to give of yourself to get that ibadah in yourself. This is the problem. Some people, they're doing zikr, but they're not giving of themselves. And you will see in Hafsat and Sin, you give yourself. Give. You don't realize that also. You give your heart. Some people give their heart to cricket. Hmm? You give their heart to some Hafsat. Now, and that was one thing I was trying to tell you in Juma also. 9.30, we are going to pray in 9.30 Jamaat Isha and Khatam Nabuat Masjid, inshallah. So I was telling, I, because I couldn't finish this point in Jumah, so there were three signs, alamat, that Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu mentioned, from our halal to imam, because I was talking about the heart. So lesson number one, that there's one part of your heart that is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the words of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that Allah ta'ala and His Messenger, Allah wa Rasuluhu, ahab, are more beloved to you than anything else. Take care. Then all of other creation, second part of your heart, hmm? second sign of the sweetness of Imam, that you love a person, lillah, fillah, only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the third thing, which was that a person, once they enter Iman, there will be nothing they would dislike more than to return to Kufr. So in the nisbat of this it means, that once you take something out of your heart, there is nothing you would dislike more than for it to come back in your heart. You took out the love of Ghair Mehram from your heart. And there's nothing more testable to you other than if that should return. You took out love from dunya, mal from your heart. There's nothing more detestable for you except that that should return. So two things in the heart. And the third thing is you keep something out of your heart. Then a person gets the sweetness of Imam. Because Imam lies in the heart fundamentally. Iman is tasdeek, qalb is to verify your belief from your heart. Hmm? <coughs> when the person engages in ghaflat, they will necessarily violate one of these three things. And when a person engages in sin, they will also end up violating one of these three things. They made something <coughs> too beloved, which it wasn't supposed to be in that super beloved compartment that was only for Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Or they felt some fondness, attraction, infatuation, love for creation, which was not lillah fillah, nafs, was for their own lazat, for their own pleasure, their own fantasy, their own enjoyment. Violated it. Violated the second principle. Or third principle, that they returned to something after Allah Ta'ala had given them tawfiq to leave it. They let something re-enter their heart after Allah Ta'ala took it out from their heart. It violated the third principle. So those random people will write such random things. After so long, I returned to X. Oh, what? 
How could you return to X? And they always remember, Allah Ta'ala took you out. Don't think you took it out. If you think I turned the TV off, then you can turn it back on. It's not such a big undo. If Allah turns it off and you turn it on, that's a big undo. <laughs> How can you hit undo on that? <laughs> you can undo your own deeds. How can you dare to undo the deeds of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Anything at any stage in deen that you ever had was given only by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you lose that, it's a huge thing, huge thing, huge thing. And you should always be scared of losing it. Always be wary of losing it. And if you end up losing it, it should devastate you. The very first thing you do is to get it back. If you say, no, there was a time when I used to wake up for Fajr. Now I can't wake up for Fajr. No, no. There was a time Allah Ta'ala woke me up for Fajr. And me, I rejected that gift from Allah. That's what it is. Allah gave me a gift, I threw it back. Allah, when you talk about like that, that's how you should think. Huh? I woke up for Fajr and now I don't. No, no, no. Allah Ta'ala woke me up for Fajr. He gifted me. And I rejected it. It's like saying, no, I don't need it. I don't need it. Which is what it is. No, Bakumar. I used to make a lot of zikr. Now I don't make zikr anymore. No, no, no. Allah Ta'ala gave you tawfiq to make a lot of zikr. And you rejected that gift that He gave you. I used to study my ilm. Now I don't study it anymore. No. Allah Ta'ala out of His rahmah and mercy and hidayah on you guided you to ilm. And you chose to leave it. That's what the third part of Hadith was about. Allah, that's what Sahaba felt. Allah Ta'ala took me out of kufr into Iman. There's nothing. I would feel like being returned back to the fire. That's what they felt. Being put in a fire burning in infernal flame. That's how they felt. They were so, they did so much qadr and shukr. Qadr and shukr. The tawfiq and ni'mas and dini blessing that Allah Ta'ala gave them. This, this third thing is the cure for the frustration part. But I mentioned to you a couple of times earlier, the frustration that a person gets, anger, vexation, vexation, frustration. I was doing it, I lost it. They get angry at my situation, grudge, grievances. The third thing is a cure for that. Because Allah subhanahu wa gave you this tawfiq. Who are you to be frustrated or angry? Hmm? If he says they, they say in, in English ungrateful wretch <laughs> this is the term they use that ingratitude is wretchedness they understood the person who is ungrateful he's a wretch means he's wretched he was zaleel then and they meant it about being ungrateful to a human to creation. <laughs> That's what they're using the term for. So imagine when the person was ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To shukr means qadr. Shukr means qadr. 
your Jewish shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you value and appreciate and honor the tawfiq and the fuzzle and the karam and the hidayah that he gave and you don't want to lose anything that he ever gave you even once in your life and that'll be the last thing I'll tell you tonight that if you try all these things and you experience something even just once Sometimes experiencing something just once can save you from fitna. For example, there is a person who even once, in one salah, for one moment, they felt the qurb of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're saved from the fitna of atheism their whole life. Because they know Allah, they can't, nobody can convince them Allah ta'ala doesn't exist because they felt it. They felt it. So don't think it's not that you always have to get it every time you pray. That you have to have istikamat every time. But even if you felt it once, a person who did zikr kalbi and felt the qurb of Allah ta'ala, they'll be safe from a fitna. A person who did salawat and Nabi Kareem sallallahu and they felt the feeling of love for the Prophet sallallahu the sun coming in their heart, they're safe from fitna. So these adhkar they also have this other benefit in them that they save a person from fitna. Even we've had people tell us that. So that I would have given up everything, I would have lost everything, I would have left everything, but then I remembered that one time that I felt something and therefore I knew everything was true. Otherwise I would have if I used my mind I would have left everything. This last thing I told you is about the halawat or lazat of ibadat of amal. Any person who has experienced the qurb that comes in sujood, they will never think that Allah Ta'ala is distant, Allah Ta'ala is not listening to me, or Allah Ta'ala is upset with me. You can never think that. They're safe from the fitna of shikwa, fitna of shikwa. Hmm? Even just one sajda like that is enough to save a person from the fitna of shikwa. All of these ibadat, you have to try to at least feel them once. There's a lot of hifazat in these ibadat and azkar. All the way up to hifazat from kufr, hifazat from shirk, hifazat from nifaq, hifazat from fitna. These are the big things. These are the big things. There's a lot of power in these ibadat and iskar, like that I told you in the very beginning, directly leading to taqwa. But if you do it for that niyat, you do it for that intention. And the way to do it is to do it regularly, <coughs> to do it with need, to do it with feeling, to do it with passion. So again, those ibadat and iskar, daily recitation of Qur'an al-Kareem, tilaw to Qur'an. Second, istighfar. Many different istighfar. In the Muslim of Imam Ahmad Ta'ala, there's a hadith that mentions that Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam did the following istighfar hundred times a day. Rabbik firli wa tubu Rabbik firli wa tubu alayya innaka anta tawabur rahim 
استغفارز القرآن ربي إني ظلمت نفسي فاغفر لي وارحمني استغفارز ندي تستغفر الله لديما الذي لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وأتوب إليه So when I started researching the different istighfar, I found that all the istighfar that I found so far from the Qur'an are of two types. One is either a declaration, such as this, And second is a dua. Declaration, La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min adhalimin. So either declaration or dua. Declaration and dua. So if you have more time, try to do both. If you want a short one, short one, all from, from Fals from Adith. Astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayh, rabbik firli wa tubu These words come the most. So the declaration, Astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayh. And then the dua, Rabbik firli wa tubu alayya. Declare dua, declare dua, declare dua. There are Dhrutri Salawat. Here the most common verbs that come are Salli, Sallim and Barik. Few ahadith have also the word mercy. Arham. So if you combine it, Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik wa arham. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik wa arham. If you don't have much time, Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik wa arham. Ala Muhammadin. You have more time, Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik wa arham. Ala Abdika wa Rasulik Sayyidina Muhammad. Sometimes you can say different one, Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik wa arham. Ala Muhammadin Nabi Lummi. You want to add wa ala alihi. You should be good enough to write few dirty It's like first grader. You tell them write a few sentences, they can do it. <laughs> huh? I say write me ten different dirty Shabash. It's first grade, right? You can do it. Write five different dirty Write me five different istikfar. I talk to Sufi Zakir. Tilawati Quran, hundred times istighfar, hundred times Zurtrif, hundred times tasbih. Some zikr when the word subhanallah can be just subhanallah, can be subhanallah wa bihamdi, can be subhanallah al adim, can be subhanallah wa bihamdi, subhanallah al adim, can be subhanallah wa alhamdulillah wa la ilaha illallah wa Allah akbar. And you should vary. Because Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did zikr naturally. That's why he said different sentences, <laughs> different phrases, different words. It was coming from naturally. Try to reach that level. Fifth is tahleel, la ilaha illallah. So that we've given you the half of the bara tasbih. In a hundred times, la ilaha illallah. Two hundred times, illallah. Three hundred times, Allahu Allah. That counts as one. So Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah. Allahu Allah, 300 times. And at the end, 100 times, Allah Allah. So as an example, when you make zikr of Allahu Allah, the first time you say, Allah ism Jalallah, Allah. Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah. The first time you're casting it into your heart, Allahu Allah. And the second time you're saying it from your heart, 
And during that zikr al-kalbi if you find you're sleeping or your mind is wandering, then understand that's a khaflat. So then switch to lasani. Switch to lasani. And then start saying zikr with, with your tongue, Allah, 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 until you snap yourself out of it. Then make niyat that your lisan and kalb are both saying Allah, Allah. Then let go of the lisan and see how long your kalb can go. Let it go. Then when your kalb fades, again use your lisan. In driving, driving. Hmm? <coughs> Otherwise, many of you people, you thought you were doing zikr kalbi, you were actually just sitting in ghaflat. Take niyat per swab to miljata, but take niyat me ghaflat bethewe zikr ka swab to miljata. Magar niyat se ghaflat se bethne se zikr ka tazkiyat hasanay hongana. Zikr Kalbi requires a lot of training. You train yourself this way. Try with the Kalb, switch to Lasan if you lapse. Keep doing it like that. You keep doing it, eventually you will be able to do Zikr Kalbi. Make Musnoon Dwaas, whether from Munajatim Akbul, Hizbul Azam, Sunnah Dwaas. Make Dwaas using the Sifati names. Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, Ya Ghafoor, Ya Ghafar, Ya Sattar, Ya Shukur. Allah Ta'ala says about us in Quran, وَقَلِيلُ مِنْ إِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ That so few of Allah's creatures are shukur. But then Allah Ta'ala has His own attribute, Ash-Shukur. Allah Ta'ala being Ash-Shukur means what the Allah Ta'ala does gather, He values and appreciates any amal that any one of His ibad do. He values, he appreciates it. You say subhanAllah once. Darjanjan. Allah Akbar. You just say subhanAllah once. Allah tells ashuku. Whole darjanjan you get. So then think how much Allah Ta'ala must value and appreciate and honor faraiz, wajibat, sunnahs. This is the nafil. Saying subhanAllah once. So you say, okay, I prayed salah. I didn't have so much focus in it. Say, Ya Shukur, accept my salah. Not because I have anything in my salah, but because you are Shukur. You are that being who accepts everything that his slave does. Ya Shukur, accept my salah. Try to learn to talk to Allah Ta'ala. Using these names, some nafil salah, some nafil fasting. There's plenty. I'm giving you the whole menu. You won't be able to eat every dish every day. Take it. But we give you the whole menu. Come, 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 You can't always do a takeoff with me in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Huh. But think that Allah Ta'ala, however much you gave me, 
उसके भी शुक्र करें उसके भी शुक्र करें رحمہ <laughs> سنز Yet in Bikrim, change every moment we spent in ghafla into moments of zikr. Change every second we spent in sin into moments of obedience. Yet in Bikrim, make us firm on deen, steadfast in deen, strong in our deen, active in deen. Take out every laziness from us. Take out every apathy from us. Take out every hard-heartedness from us. Take out every frustration, vexation, grudge and grievance from us. Yet in Bikrim, make us positive in deen. Make us beautiful in deen. Make us steadfast in deen. Make us strong in deen. Grant us taqwa, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Let every ibadah, every zikr, every sunnah, every khidmah, every da'wah, every ilm increase us in our taqwa, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Make us from your muttaqeen, mu'mineen, salihin, mu'mineen, zakirin, mu'mineen. Ya Rabbi, make dua for the whole ummah, Ya Rabbi. Make us an ummah of muttaqeen, an ummah of zakirin. Send your hidayah and rahmah and maghfir on the whole ummah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. ربنا تكمل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتوب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على حبيبه سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين